your magical tiny hut pops out of existence. As the first asleep, you are the first awake. You stand up, stretch, let out a yawn, and look to the window. It's a cheery, sunny day. Right at dawn, refreshed and fully healed from the long journey from Chandelin here, Dorith, you find yourself alone in the room you procured with your performance last night. Not knowing where your companions are, is there anything you'd like to do? First, I think Dorith would stay looking out the window at the joyful, you know, people just like peppering the streets and just be like, why do I ever give this up? Why do I, why do I ever leave my people? <sighs> I'm going to brush my teeth. And he's going to go get his uh, dental hygiene kit out of his pack or whatever he uses. All right. In the morning, you take this time that you usually don't have to yourself. Usually with your companions, you're probably not the first awake. And so you take the time to do some grooming and get your dental hygiene in, into place. There's like a water basin of clean water in the room. Everything's just kind of right there for you to use. He's going to get his things together and then just go out the door. And then he's going to go downstairs and then just check out the, the area, see if any of his friends are there. Okay. You walk down into the tavern area and there's not a lot of people here at all. It's like before 7 a.m. So like it's still pretty early in the morning. There's some tavern staff here. No one you recognize from the night before. They do seem to be like cleaning up and uh, prepping breakfast for, you know, the continental breakfast type thing. It's pretty quiet down here. He'll go to the bar and just uh, kind of sit there nervously, obviously trying to get the uh, bartender's attention, but not making it like super like staring in his face or anything, but just kind of like sitting like a waiting customer. Okay. So you sit there patiently, quietly. And the bartender does eventually take notice. Uh, we'll say that they had their back turned to you, like at the back counter, cleaning up some glasses and mugs and stuff. And uh, eventually they turn to see you sitting there. And he says, oh, hello. Ah, uh, what can I do for you? Hey, um, I was just, uh, I have a favor to, to ask of you. What, one last thing. Um, the, the people that I came here with, you know, the, uh, the big guy, the, uh, the girl with the rat and the... Um, the others. I, I wasn't here last night. Uh, well, if I describe these people, you'll know them. Okay. There's a big guy. He's big green guy. Uh, there's a lady, brown hair. She has a rat with her. You might see it. You might not. Uh, there's an old guy. There's another big green person. You'll they, they stick out. You'll see these people. Okay. And uh, they'll probably be together. Uh, tell them. Tell them Dorth says goodbye. Oh, okay, I can do that. Um, I'm assuming they stayed here tonight, and they'll probably be here at some point. Yes, they're asleep right now. Okay. Yeah, just t tell them I said goodbye. Okay. Uh, I'll do that if I see them. Okay. And he'll, he'll, you know, straighten his backpack and uh, go to walk out the door and uh, just kind of, like, stand facing the doorway for a while and just stand there. I, I could leave. I could just walk out the door right now. I could just, I could just go wherever the wind takes me. I could do what I was doing before started all, all of this. Are you saying this out loud? Yeah. The bartender speaks up, says, uh, what were you doing? I was, I was living my life. I was, I was following my dreams. 
I was doing what I wanted to do, and now I'm... Feels like I'm a side character in someone else's story. Well, I'll say I followed my dream, owning this bar. And it's made me very happy. So, your... Your ultimate dream was to own this bar? Own an establishment, make a business of my own. What's your name? Job Bentry. That, that's beautiful, Job. Uh, say, Job, I have a question. If you had a choice between owning this bar and being part of something that is probably greater than you could ever imagine, what would you do? Hmm. He leans against the bar with you like 20 feet away near the front door. Well, I can't say I'm uh, someone that could make a change like that. I don't think I have the ability. If I was a different person, and I had those abilities, I think I'd take it. I think I would make the world a better place. And there's this, like, realization in Dora's eyes. Wow. I never... I guess I haven't thought of it like that in a while. Uh, you know what? That favor I asked earlier? Just forget about it. I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna go sit over here. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, I don't really do anything for you, but would you like some milk? I'm fine. All right. What about some uh, apple juice? I'm fine. All right. Sorry. It's just free with the end, you know? I'm fine. <laughs> do we have to ruin this? All right. And he'll go sit in the corner. <laughs> now upset for some Telomere, you wake up to Keth's horrific snoring. Yes, my eyes shoot up wide open. It has been all fucking night. You've gotten sleep here and there. You've got your full rest, but it was rough night of rest. And you wake up and you see him like half off the bed, like one leg's touching the ground. One arm is completely off. And then he's got another arm on the back of his head for some reason. His face is just into the pillow. And you can still hear the snoring through the muffled pillow. I'm not going to be mean. (laughs) (laughs) Without even, like, moving or getting out of bed, I'm just going to yell, Kath! I'm sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now I'm going to be mean. I'm going to cast Thaumaturgy. (laughs) And have my voice boom up to three times as loud (laughs) for one minute. And I'm going to yell, Kath! I'll look around frantically. Good morning. 
Uh, good, good morning. It's time to wake up. What? Oh, and I'm just gonna get up. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll just shake my head and in confusion and start uh, getting ready for the day. All right. Astra, you wake up to. <laughs> Kurgle is still asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Is she snoring? She's snoring very badly. <laughs> I'll lightly get out of bed. Kurgle. Oh, what? Hey, it's morning. Oh, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go get some breakfast or something? Uh, she rolls over. <laughs> Starts snoring again. I'll just start to get ready for the day. All right. Fitch, you also hear through the muffled walls. I guess I'll uh, kind of stretch and throw the covers back, you know, make sure I got all my things, pat the orbs, and uh, start to lace up my boots. All right. So everyone gets their gear ready. Eventually, I'll meet downstairs. I say the five of you. I mean, uh, five of you being the four of you with Kurgle. Meet downstairs, and you look around the bar, and it's quite quiet. But then off over in the shadows of a corner... You see Doris. You see his white teeth smiling in the shadow. He's all packed and geared and ready for the day. And he's just been waiting for you. All right, all right. Walk over. Yeah, I guess. Is he at a table? He's at a table all by himself. Yeah, sit down. Good morning, Doris. Good morning. Have you had breakfast yet? I'm fine. Okay. Well, I, I could eat before we depart. How did you sleep? Wonderfully. That's a quite a performance last night. Thank you. Yeah, you ran off pretty quickly. Yeah, you didn't even eat your meal. I did, though. It was good. Why are you guys... What? What is this? What's, is this an interrogation or something? I know what happened in my own day. If you want to get something to eat before you leave, just get something before you leave. Like, what? what is this? I mean, just, just saying good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, I'm going to go get some breakfast. <laughs> I'm assuming everyone else is hungry. <sighs> Yeah, that was a food too. Good morning, Doris. Good morning. <laughs> I I could eat, Kath. Uh, yes. Doris, just let us know if you change your mind. We'll keep our tab open. I'll go to the bar. So Kath walks over to the bar, and there's a bartender there talking to you. He says, "Oh, hello. Uh, yeah, can I uh, get you some breakfast? Yeah, five of breakfast. All right. Jesus. Well, if you return your room key, you get a free meal. So, uh, did you stay here last night?" Yeah, we did. Hey, hold on. Hey, throw me your keys. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'll, I'll hear him like, sure, and just nod and like toss. <laughs> oh. should, should I roll something for this? Yeah, let's get a dex and dex. Nine. Twenty. All right. So, yeah, the, the piss poor throw is like over to your left, Keth, but you jump over and grab it midair. It doesn't hit the ground. Now look at uh, Astra. I'll use a mage hand to... To toss it over. All right. So, uh, yeah, the key floats over to you, Kev. Do you pull, grab it out of the air? Now it's going to, like, it's going to float right, right out of his reach for a few <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Jump up, try to catch it. <laughs> That's not funny, Astro. Give, give me the key. I'm hungry. <laughs> he says, all right, uh, three keys. I uh, usually do two meals per key because too bad. So, yeah, I'll get you six plates. All right. Awesome. We're over there at that table. All right. Yeah, we're with Doris over there. Okay. Yeah. I'll walk back over to the table. All right. So you walk back over to the table, and the six of you are sitting together. The breakfast is on the way. <laughs> Wonderful. 
Dorothy's is going to take out his loot and just start tuning it. So I did find some interesting information out last night before I went to bed. I ran into uh, someone that works at the Universal Library. Crazy. Down here? Uh, yes. He told me he was a recruiter. Uh, he was making a trip somewhere to pick up some recruits, I believe, something like that. Uh, he was also writing a book, which was very interesting. Uh, but he did inform me that there is a easier way to get there. He didn't tell me exactly where it was, but assuming we find this trailing pass, uh, it would be our easiest way to the library. Great work, Phil. I mean, that's awesome information. That should help us out a lot, I think. Uh, yes. Uh, he said that the only other option would be to scale the largest mountain in the Somar Mountains, which has been done before only by Kristoff and Vorin, he told me. Hmm. So hopefully we can find it. This pass, I mean. Yeah. It's got to be somewhere at the base of that mountain, right? That's what he told me. I, I think we'll be able to find it. Yeah, it was a right place, right time. Ah, precisely. And uh, how much further do we think it's going to be until we get there? I don't have my map with me. Uh, you have a day until you get to the city of Somar. Yeah, he didn't say how far from Somar into the mountains. All right, well, so we have about a, a day's journey to get to Somar, get our horses and carriage after, after this meal, and get back on the road. Uh, yes, time is of the essence. Sounds good. So eventually your meals do arrive. It's your staple breakfast plate. Uh, eggs, bacon, toast, maybe a biscuit and some jam, some butter on the side. It's actually like a pretty decent platter for six people. And there's just a bunch of plates in the center of the table for all of you to just kind of grab what you need and eat. And you eat for, you know, the whole meal. And, you know, Kath and Kirk will pretty much take up most of the food that's left behind. You get your fill. Uh, Dorth, do you eat? No, he does not. Okay. But he has a, a pack of rations that he will take out of his pack and snack upon. Okay. And then uh, you get ready to leave and you pack up your stuff, get in the wagon. And is there anything else you'd like to do before leaving Summon Hill? Not I. Nor nope. I. All right. So back on the road. On the 26th day of your journey, you exit a small forest between the town of Summon Hill and your destination. Coming out of the forest, you see the grand city of Somar. This city rests at the bottom of a mountain, but the mountain it is closest to has been cut into, leaving a man-made semicircle valley of natural stone walls. Huge dark iron columns hold the mountain in place and keep it from falling onto the city. From this distance, you can see multiple paths cut into the mountain wall. The paths lead into the mountain range north. Tall buildings peak above the city walls, buildings made of white stone and polished colorful granites. With the wagon still moving, you all gaze upon the city, but your eyes go upwards toward the sky as you look past the city to the snow-capped mountains that it is nestled in. Those mountain peaks are the highest peaks in all of Asus. You can see storm clouds being pushed off of the mountain heading towards the ocean northeast, so the weather should be clear soon in those mountains. Outside the city walls are small groupings of buildings, and the first thing you come across on your way into town on the right side is a large stable with a sign that says, Pedestrian to Equestrian. This stable is nestled into a natural glacial valley, with small streams of water passing through the large fenced paddock where the horses graze and exercise. Upwards of 50 or more horses can be seen in the paddock at this time. This pedestrian to equestrian is the most elaborate and maintained of the stables you have been to so far. There appears to be multiple people on staff, and there's a separate building from the stable that says, 
rent and buy your traveling needs here. In front of this separate building is a bronze horse statue. This horse mascot is up on her hind legs wearing trousers and a shirt. The teeth protrude from her big comical smile and her eyes are squished with glee. An odd hat is on her head, something you all have never seen. It sits snug on her head but has a forward bill, but no shade protection on the sides or back. The sides of the hat appear to be mesh. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so is this horse wearing a chucker hat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. What the hell kind of horse is this? You dude? bet your ass it is. It's also wearing pants. And it's a bronze statue. It's not an actual horse. Yeah, no, I'm just still confused by the whole thing. Like, why does this exist? <laughs> so are we pulling up to the pedestrian to equestrian? If you'd like to drop off your wagon and horses, yes. We might as well, huh? Yeah, she'd probably get our refund. I don't know how much use this cart will have in the mountains. That's true. But what's up with this horse? And I'll point to the statue. Is there any sort of, like, writing on the statue? Is there, like, a no. plaque or anything? No, no kind of plaque or anything. It's just out in front of this uh, traveling goods store. Do the people in Somar dress up their horses? Dorothy, is this art? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think about it, everything is art, Finch. Fair. The fact that you're asking me this question means that it's art. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Good point. Well, uh, this is the nicest uh, pedestrian to a question we've been to yet, so I guess let's hold on in here, see what we can do. I'll wait outside. Me too. <laughs> I'm feeling good about this one. I, I'll see what I can do for us. And I'm just going to stand next to the horse statue. <laughs> All right, so you all pull the horse and wagon up to the building, and uh, some of you get out and stand next to the statue. Uh, Astra and Doroth, what are you all doing? I'll go with Finch. Okay. He'll probably just get out of the the cart Okay. And just stand there. We'll say that Kurgle also goes with the two of you. Cool. Inside this side building is a general store. It appears to be the one-stop shop for people heading out of Somar and on the road. It's large, too. Vast supply of almost all common goods. Variety of ration types to change up your taste from day to day. There are clothes that have stitched in them different designs and slogans. Like one example says, I stopped at Pedek and all I got was a horse on some sort of simple white shirt. Oh my god, I just realized that. (laughs) (laughs) I think I get it now. (laughs) And just like the statue, there are these forward bill hats with mesh sidings. The front of the hat has stitched on it, Visit Pedek, in a swirly font and exclamation mark. There appears to be a variety of memorabilia in this store focused on pedestrian to equestrian. Would you like to do any shopping here in this tourist trap slash general store? Yes. Oh, yeah, I'll browse, dude. Yeah, I, I heard they have the great journey. beef jerky here. <laughs> Believe it or not, they also have peach cobbler in a jar. <laughs> yeah, dude, they got them pulled pork sandwiches, dude. If you're on the road for a minute, dude, hit the fucking spot. They also had the cleanest bathrooms and the nicest staff. Yep. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> No, I realized it was a Bucky's thing, but yeah. now, like, the bronze statue thing is yeah, like, yeah. like, oh, yeah, there is a bronze statue. <laughs> is there a bronze statue yeah, in front of Bucky's? Yes. Yeah. I've never noticed that. It's fucking huge. It's so wow. weird. It's the most, like, out of the Bible thing ever. <laughs> like, that is the golden, like, calf. <laughs> oh, God. Everything's bigger in Texas, right? What's oh, bigger God. than, like, a horse and buggy? Like, what is this, like, because, like, Bucky's doesn't let truckers in. So what is this pedic not let in? <laughs> Full caravans. <Yeah. laughs> caravans are not allowed to stop. Yeah, no, no covered wagons. <laughs> no covered wagons. <laughs> yeah, I mean... 
I'll, I'll, I want something. All right. So, yeah, you just start browsing around. What are you looking for? Pedek specific snacks like horse hay or something. That's like <laughs> it's horse hay, but it's not really horse hay. It's just called horse hay, yeah. but it's actually like a human snack. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like pretzel like, steaks and peanut butter. All right, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, you find a clay jar that says horse hay, and you open it up, and it's just uh, a bunch of pretzel sticks and peanut butter. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, tasty. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll grab that. Maybe some some dried fruit. A right. trail mix, perhaps. All right, so yeah, we'll say you find a trail mix, a Pedek brand trail mix mm -hmm. in like a linen sack. I wonder if there's anything else I want. You want like a t-shirt or a hat or a book bag? Well, I already got this new hat. Um, maybe like a pendant. Maybe like do they? Have, maybe like a, a fanny pack, just to give me an extra little like <laughs> satchel to put some stuff in that can be Pedek branded. All right, so yeah, you find a, a fanny pack that is like. It's yellow, mostly yellow, and then it has like a red emblem with a copper horse head in it with a trucker hat on. Perfect. I'll take that. Ooh, that's a new ore <laughs> bag right there. <laughs> and underneath it, of course, says Pedek. Yeah, this is definitely merch stuff. <laughs> I want to look at the merch, uh, specifically the hats, the t-shirts, and any fun little novelty items all right yeah uh there's like a whole clothing section uh you walk over and you find multiple hats and various sizes they're all snapbacks too. are there any that really just speak to me that are that are very unique from the others uh sure we'll say there's like a pink one with white writing okay i get that one all right i'm also going to stock up on some of these rations that i don't need but i'm just interested in them <laughs> <laughs> all right what kind of uh flavors of rations are you looking for maybe some like pepper jelly <laughs> uh, some some different flavored jerky i don't know okay yeah, i'm you pretty find, simple you find multiple flavors of uh, jerky and some pepper jam and glass mason jars yeah, you find whatever Some you... crackers. Yeah, you find literally whatever you want in this place. All right. I definitely want to get caught at, like, the checkout aisle by some stupid shit, too. Like, keychain and... Yeah, like, I was going to say... Ration. I was going like, to say a keychain, but... I mean, I guess there could be keychains. Yeah, I mean, there's keys in Asus, so you can have multiple keys and need a keychain. Do you want to get you a keychain? What yeah, are, I'm going to end up getting the keychains. Key uh, we'll say that there's a keychain with just the classic logo of the horse head in a red circle and a yellow background. And then there's one that just says Pedek, but it's like FedEx font <laughs> with different colors. Of course, we don't want to rip off the brand too hard. Of course. Are there any silly ones? There's literally, I need y'all to help me out here. Yeah, silly is the like, base, I think. Is there a whole rack of keychains with like a million different names on yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch <laughs> of names and you're looking for Astra and all you can find is Astro. Astrid. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> 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 And you find a Flynn one, but it's not with two ends. It's just one end. One end. <laughs> That's still the one I'll get. <laughs> Is there a Keth? Uh, there's a Keith. <laughs> <laughs> He's Keith. The giant killer, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, I get the Keith one. It's actually a logo for Keith the giant killer. <laughs> We recognize a different hero here at Sovar. It's like it's an <laughs> obvious <laughs> knockoff of Get the Giant Slayer. But weirdly, there is a Felomir. It's Felomir the right way. It's perfect. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm also going to use their really clean facilities here. Oh, there is a um, there's a stone. It's like a, a square stone that's very flat, and it's got an inscription on it. And it's definitely magical, and it's kind of pricey, but it says... Uh, Loric High Rose is greatest hits. 
<laughs> I mean, like they're they're on good terms now, so that that wouldn't be like a mean thing to get. <laughs> I'm gonna pick it up. How does this thing work? And play with it, see what happens. One of the staff that is just unnamed, just random person walks up and says, ah, oh, you just hold your thumb on the bottom right side and it'll register your heat from your body and it'll just start playing the music. Press my thumb down. And then all of a sudden music starts playing. I'm singing this song for all those lonely hearts that are breaking apart because I put them together. People say they don't need my wow. help. Wow, this is, I've never seen anything like this. They call them KDs. KDs. Okay. How much is it? That's going to be about uh, 30 gold. Hmm. That's kind of pricey. Um, do you have anyone else, or are they, are they all Loric? Or do you have any blank ones that can be recorded onto? No. Can you record over these? No. It's a spell, you know? Like, there's a spell called Magic Mouth that people um, use to, you know, make the sound just permanently come out. I gotcha. I've seen that before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's throw this in the, in the bag, too. All right, so you get to the uh, front desk, and uh, you have your tons of memorabilia. Uh, we've got a pink hat. We've got some jerky, some pepper jam, some crackers. Did you say you wanted T-shirts? I was just looking at T-shirts. Okay. Um, I got a, my Keith keychain. Keith keychain. Um, I wanted to see if anything for Kurgle might have spotted my eye. A candy that looks like something gross, like boogers or something. I mean, she's in there. Ooh, maybe one of, oh, yeah, she is in there. Hey, Kurgle, you see anything you like? Oh, I'm just so overwhelmed with how many things are in here. Maybe I, like a lollipop with a grasshopper inside. I mean, these look kind of good. And she grabs a bag and it's just like candied sap is what it's called. But it's just dried honey with lots of nuts in it. And it looks awful. It looks disgusting. <laughs> just, these look kind of tasty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you see anything you like, uh, we're going to be on the road for a while. so I'll take these. Okay. And then I'll also, and we got uh, two horses in a wagon we are bringing from the last town. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can uh, take that. You got your receipt? Uh, I'll start fiddling through my pockets. Do I have it? Uh, no, I think Felomir does. Or no, Dorth Dor- Dor- has, Dor- has it. Okay, so I'm like, actually, give me one second. All right. Got to go get your wallet. Leave it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen this before, haven't you? I've seen it many times. <laughs> All right, one second. And I'll kind of like run out to the wagon like, guys, I need the receipt. I need the receipt for the horses and the wagon. I don't have it. No, neither do I. Dorf, do you have it? Yes. May I have it to return the horses, please? Thank you. And I'll pull it out of my pocket and give it to him. Thanks, buddy. And then uh, I'll scamper back off. All right. And so what was in your bag you had? I have the horse hay. And I have some, like, trail mix, and I got my Pedic fanny pack with keychain that says Flynn with one N. Okay. And, and the Lork. Oh, yeah, KD. and then my, my, my Lork's KD, yeah. All right. What does that stand for? You didn't ask. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> then the receipt, yeah, yeah, sorry. So you bring the receipt. She takes the receipt and says, oh, I have such a hard time reading this handwriting. Um, Looks like uh, I owe you 40 gold. Uh, you'll just give the horses and the wagon out to the attendant outside. Okay. So 40 gold minus uh, subtracted from this whole lot. Is this all together? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, it's going to be 75 gold total. That's with the 40 already taken off? Yes. Okay. And then so I will give her the rest of that money. Okay. Wait, was that including myself? Yep. Oh. Well, thanks, Finch. Yeah, no problem. I got this one. Oh, uh, at the last minute, I've... Astro's been kind of like eyeing the keychains the whole time, like, ugh, 
and I'll grab the Felomir one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll be another one gold. Okay, I'll give her a gold. Now, if you've been on the road for a while, don't forget that if you need to take a shower, go and go take a shower for just one silver. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> Here's someone yell from the background, Shower two, now open! <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to the bathroom and like everybody's in there like looking at you like, he ain't no trucker. He's <laughs> 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 a damn traveler. He don't know them damn roads like we know them no, damn roads. The law of the road. <laughs> he don't need no shower. <laughs> All right, well, going to depart the building and make my way back outside. All right. So you depart the building, make your way over to the group with all of your goods. Guys, they got like crazy amounts of stuff in there. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a journal store like this before. I got this new pack and it came with a keychain that's almost got my name all the way on it. And uh, here, I got some horse hay and some uh, trail mix we can all kind of share for the, the ride into town. Horse hay? We're, we're not horses. Well, it's not real horse hay, actually. It's, it's like a, a pun on play on words. It's, and then I'll pop it open. I'm like, it's a uh, peanut butter covered pretzel sticks. Oh. And then I'll take a bite of one. It's delicious. Man. <laughs> I'm going to be eyeing it and be like, may, may I? Please. I'll pass the can around. <laughs> I'm going to pull out Kurgle's uh, bag of weird snacks. And oh, oh, Kurgle, here's your. Uh... Oh, thanks, Astro. Yeah, I already want to try one of these. Oh, those are so good. Oh, yeah, Keth, I I found this. It's not exact, but... uh... I'll pick it up and look at it, and I'll say, Oh, look, guys, it's got my name on it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'll uh, I'll grab Felomir's and hand it to him. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Toss it over my shoulder. (laughs) Ah, you take! (laughs) And Doroth, check this thing out. That magic mouth trick you did that one time, apparently Lork does that to these things called KDs. If you put your thumb on it, it plays a song. And then I'll do it again. La, da, 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 da. Here I am in the land Reaching down Trying to understand Why I'm even here Oh, that's really cool. I tried to see if they had any blank ones, but I think they're all just this. But maybe you could cast Magic Mouth on that and do the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. Thought it was neat. Thought you might appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, also, Doroth, and I'll just kind of like rummage through my snacks. Uh, this was the most unique hat that I could find. I thought you might like it. You know, you seem like a hat guy. Always switching hats, and I'll give him the pink hat with white writing. <laughs> <laughs> Did Finch also give him the the KD? Only if you took it. I mean, I was kind of just like, yeah. check this thing out. And then if you just didn't go if, for it, I probably would just set it in the cart somewhere for anyone to play with. If you handed it to him, he would have taken it. So now he's standing here holding this hat and this KD <laughs> in his arms. And he shoots you to the dirtiest look in the world. I know how you like to, you know, change outfits for different uh, adventures. And we're about to start a different one. So He's going to put the KD... In the the little base of the hat, kind of fold it up, put it in his backpack. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, do you want the hat to say, I went to Pedek and all I got was this horse? Or do you want the hat to say, visit Pedek? Doroth did not look at what the hat said. Which Somebody tell me which one it says. I like the, all, all I got was this horse. Okay. Because that's funny. All right. All right. That's the one it is. And the horse. The horse face is on it with the embroidered hat. Yeah. And Keth is trying to fix this keychain to his ear hole where one of his piercings <laughs> is. I just like put it in a septum. <laughs> wow. This is a weird one. 
weird earring. <laughs> All right, well, I got to go return these uh, horses and the cart. Everybody got everything? I believe so. Yep. I will lead the horses. All right, so you lead the horses over, and there's an attendant that sees you and says, Howdy. Howdy. We, uh, we already talked to the uh, attendant in the store. We've uh-huh. already gotten our refund. These are the horses and the carriage that we're returning from the last town. All right, yeah. All right. All righty. I went smooth. <laughs> uh, this person was a woman, but they looked a lot like uh, the previous men that uh, worked at the other stables. She sounds very similar. <laughs> I'm happy I got to speak to the person inside the store. <laughs> <laughs> So is there anything else you'd like to do here before we head deeper into the city? I guess we're hoofing it. Yep. All right. Hey, companions. This is the final episode of this story arc. Hope you've enjoyed this simple journey from Shandolin to Somar. Hope you got some good context on what the world at large is like. I know for me that an arc like this might not be super exciting, but helps a lot with world building for our story. We've actually recorded at this point up to episode 98. And I think y'all are going to enjoy what they get themselves into as they follow the tracks of our Act 4 prequel. As you may realize, they met Jay Hoskachuk in the town of Summon Hill, and he mentions that he just dropped off four recruits about a week ago. So they are about a week in the timeline after the prequel. Thanks again to Seth of Cheaper by the Dungeon podcast. As you just heard, he did some singing for me as Lorik again. Sent him that little musical piece and he just improv some lyrics for me. Super talented and so is the rest of the cast of Cheaper by the Dungeon. So be sure to go check them out if you need some more D&D in your life. And that's all I really had to say at this time for this mid-roll. So let's get back to the episode. Entering into the actual city, you pass under the city's large walls through the open gates. The city is lively this late in the afternoon. Taverns roar from the inside, Children play in the streets. Decorated carriages rush through the streets carrying nobles. Merchants wail the prices and quality of their goods. The street signs are complex. At a single intersection, there are roughly 20 signs naming different things all over town. And as you look at a different set of signs, they say different things. So there's really no pattern to them at all. And as you are taking in all this scenery and chaos, a man walks directly at you looking down at the ground and moving fast. He bumps through your group, talking to himself, looking to the ground. He says, Oh, shit, 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 shit. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Where am I going to find someone this late? Just look around at everyone. Yeah, I'm just looking around puzzled. I'll put my hands down onto my side satchel and make sure that everything's there. Everything's still there. As he bumps in, he'll be like, Oh, excuse me. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. He looks up at you and says, Oh, um, uh... You, you okay, stranger? You all know how to ride a horse? Well... We kind of we're more of horse and carriage kind of people, but uh, I don't know what's what's up. Well, I I got a race I got to do, but I got disqualified in the warm-ups. I'm hoping to find somebody that could maybe do it. Oh, you, um, you seem small enough to take part in the the children's race for me. What's in it for me? Money. How much? Um, ten percent. Of what? Well, well, see, I'm kind of stuck in a snag here. See, I got there was the warm-ups this morning, and one of the other competitors I punched. Got a little fight. It happens. It's a kid's race. Did you punch a kid? Well, no, there's the main event, which is the, the adult race, and then there's the kid race. But my kid, I'll see, that's a whole other story. Oh, the wife took the kid this morning, and I haven't seen him since. I was going to race my kid, but he doesn't want to do it anymore. But we could disguise you to look like a child. We could. See, I got this huge gamble going on with some other competitors, and I really don't want to lose this money. 
So excuse me, I'm I'm the one that's going to be in this race? Well, yeah. Why are you looking in that direction? Well, I'm looking for someone else to do the adult side. Can we get this transaction over with first? Sh sure. 10% doesn't cut it for me. How much? I mean, you're horse racing. I'm putting a disguise on. I'm... I'm doing a lot here. Do you want to front the money? Front the money? Yeah, do you want to take over the bet for me? Take the whole 100%? What? No, I don't even know what, what this is. Well, you would just race mini horses. We're talking about one race, right? One race. It happens right after the main event. I'm still stuck on 10% of what? 10% of what I've gambled with the other competitors, with their children. So tell me more about what you gambled. Well, in the kids' race, I gambled 2,000. 2,000 gold. Woo! You stand to win 2,000 gold. Yes. And I would get 10% of that? Yeah, 200. Okay. I haven't told you this, but I'm pretty good on a horse, okay? Okay. Let's make it 20% and you've got yourself a goddamn deal. Give me a persuasion check. 12. 15? <laughs> He's really good. It's almost a guarantee that he'll win. <laughs> Roll again. <laughs> 14. Fine. I'll do the 20%. Thank you. But anybody want to do the adult side of things? Um, I'll look at my other companions. It's 4,000 in this one. I'll give you 10%. I mean, I I rode horses as a girl, but it's it's been a while. Kind of why me and my wife are fighting about it, because, you know, I gambled away 5,000 gold. 6,000 gold, actually, but... 6,000 gold? It's probably why you gambled more than you meant to. <laughs> well, I'm no good on a horse, personally. Is there a warm-up that we could uh, do? Unfortunately, I was part of the warm-ups, and that's where I got disqualified. We got to go now if you want to do it. Out of game, my animal handling is four. Um, <laughs> so it probably shouldn't be me, but I also don't want to miss out on this opportunity if no one else is going to take it. I mean, four is pretty good. Is it? Mine's four, and I'm, I'm proficient, and everyone was surprised. I'm not proficient at it. I just decided that this was my backstory, is that I maybe rode horses as a girl. Like you but just decided this? Yeah, but that's, <laughs> but that's literally it. You are a, her a horse girl. I have, I have no animal handling. None? When I had parents, I, had, I was a horse girl when I was an urchin. You I thought was... you were a horse girl. Really, they just kind of guided the horse for yeah. you. You just sat there. <laughs> yeah, it's always been part of Dord's backstory that he has this amazing connection with animals, but he just never uses it. Like, <laughs> like it only comes out like every now and then. He can just be like, "Hey, what the fuck up, animal?" And they'll be like, Ugh. "Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would be any good at racing, and, and I don't know how I feel about, you know, the horses." Look, we gotta make this quick. If, they, if I gotta look for somebody else, if you're not gonna do it. Okay, you know I've been I've been driving at least our wagon uh, for a long while now. I, I've gotten to know horses. I feel like decently well. Uh, you know what? It's nothing to lose on my end, right? So, ten percent. Ten percent. Yeah, sure. All right, let's go. We gotta go now. Lead the way. So you start heading across town. Is everybody following? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you head across town. So you get across town on the Travelies Light. So I'm Scotty Nels, named after Patreon supporter Scott Nelson. I race the horses here in town with some other competitors, and thank you for doing this. It really means a lot to me that way, I, you know, because the horse is what matters. It's not me. So as long as the horse wins, I win. Okay. So here's how this is going to work. So the race I know you don't know too much about. You don't know much about the course, but you're going to go, you're going to sprint in the beginning for about 200 feet, and then you're going to take a left. And almost immediately after that left, you're going to take a right. That road is going to curve for a quarter turn before you take another right. This will be a straightaway for about 100 feet before you go down a single lane out. 
they call that alley Death Alley because that's where no one can see you during the race. And it's where a lot of the riders get kind of dirty, you know? From there, you're going to break out into the town square where a lot of people will be watching. Make yourself look good. Crowd favor is important. On the other side of the square is a wide road that will go straight for a bit. Then you're going to do a quick zigzag of right, left, right, straight, right, right, left, straight, up. Then you will take a right along the water channel for a long way. This is where you're going to take a lead. Because what you need to do, if you're not following these instructions very well, is you need to stay behind. Maybe like the second place or third place, fourth place kind of thing. And then on this long straightaway along the river the waterway, you're going to go straight and fast as long as you can. The first bridge on your left is the finish line. So you got to make sure to slow down right before the bridge and then take a left onto the bridge across the finish line. And that's where you want to get to the first place position is on that straightaway. You got it? Do we have time to go over it again? <laughs> you ask that as he's like, you're at the horse and he's like pushing, pushing you up. <laughs> God damn it. So uh, good luck. Um, you're going to need it. And he starts to walk away as you realize the horse is at the starting line okay. position. I'm going to make sure I got my hat on my head. <laughs> make sure I got all my fanny packs and shit like cinched on real tight. I'm not losing nothing. All right. You know, and he's talking about some showmanship too. Make sure my flint locks loaded. <laughs> <laughs> so what this is, is a single person skill challenge. You can repeat your skills as much as you want to. You're just going to narrate what you're doing. And I'm going to describe what you're seeing. To start us off, you're going to hear a loud bang. And that's whenever initiative is rolled. So the race starts. All these horses start running at extremely high speeds. And you're right there with them. Yeah! But you also don't know if your instructions are very clear, I'm guessing. I don't know how much how much you know. Do you want to take the lead, or do you want to try and hold back behind people? He told me not to take the lead, so I'm going to try and sit at about third. All right. So with this initiative roll, you did a pretty good job. So you're sitting in the group that is like kind of leading the first and second place. So you're coming up on a road, and you see first and second place take a left. What skill would you like to use to follow the first and second place? Um, athletics, because that makes sense. All right, so give me an athletics check. 17. So you follow along on the left side? Just because I'm like just getting used to this whole race and riding a horse on its back, this turn kind of maybe catches me a little bit, but like I get like a real like lean on the horse, kind of like tilted, sliding a little bit to the left of him to kind of help him curve that All way. Right. So yeah, you uh, following along, and as you break into this road, it does get a little narrower as it's off the main road from the starting position. And you see that you're on this like narrow road where like maybe three horses can fit together, and people are getting kind of bumpy and pushy with everybody. Uh, go ahead and give me a skill that maybe defends or offends the riders. Uh, I'm gonna use perception to kind of maybe see one horse get bumped and then like kind of perceive where I think he's about to move because of that bump to avoid being a part of that collision. All right, cool. Crit. All right, so you see these two horses bumping in front of you. Uh, we'll say they're fourth and fifth position, and then they collide so hard that they bounce off of each other and then hit some debris in the road, and they collapse, and you leap the horse over the collapsed riders. Sweet, sweet. And then as you're landing, you see that the first and second position's turning right, so you uh, give me a skill check for your turn on the right. We'll do dexterity this time to uh, maybe I lost my grip from that jump a little bit. So I get my hands back on the reins and on there real nice and tight to start pulling to uh, direct him to the right. All right. 21. 
you uh, direct the horse to follow along to the right into that right turn. And when you see this road, you notice that it's a curved road and it's curving to the left. It's going for a while and you see the first and second position turn right at one point. Do you think it's the right turn? So we went left, we went right, and then that should be like, it should have a curve for a little bit and then it should go straight. Yeah, I'm gonna go straight. The leaders are turning a right off of this curve. Yeah. Would you like to turn a right with them? <sighs> Fuck, I guess. I wanna try and go off the directions because that sounds more fun. So I'm gonna go straight. That's right. what I think is right. You're gonna go straight. You break away from the pack and you turn to like question yourself because the road is still curving for a little while. It's not straight. And you turn back and like look in reverse and uh, you see that every other horse is turning right. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> You're missing. You went from here to here. It's the turn right. Uh, but I thought that, that that's what I meant. Like I thought that was the bend, the curve. It was supposed to be like a, a quarter mile like bend. Yes, then, and then, then and led into the, the Death Alley, like a straight into Death Alley. No, it's, it's a right turn, and then you go straight, and then there's Death Alley. Well, then I guess I got to turn around. <laughs> All right, so give me a skill check to turn around. Maybe a uh, survival, and I'm just going to rear back on the reins. Like, we're going to come to, like, a skidding stop, but he's going to kick his legs up, and we're going to do All a right. 180 pivot and go back. Give me a survival check. 17. 17 is a success. You bring the horse to a skidding stop and turn around. The horse sprints to catch up, and you see the two people that had collapsed are also catching up at the same time, and you break into the uh, turn just before them, so the two of them are on your tail. And then up ahead, you do see that the large pack of riders is just sprinting towards this long straightaway, and you see Death Alley in the distance. Death Alley is this very narrow alley that is basically two buildings uh, with windows that are really close. And these, some of these riders are fighting to get into that single lane of horses and they just slam into the side of these houses. And there's a pile up of people now in the front of this alley. And as you get there, I need a skill check to maybe jump the, this pile of horses and people at the front of the alley. Yeah. I'm going to keep trying to not use the same thing over because I think it's fun. So I'm going to use strength this time. All right. Uh, assuming the horse is just going to kind of go for it because he doesn't want to, you know, crash and sure. turn. I'm just going to use all of my strength to fucking hang on. All right. 20. Perfect. You see, like, people, like, getting up in this pile, and it's a mess right here. And this one guy is standing up in the center of the alley, and he ducks as your horse jumps him and lands in the alley. You look ahead, and you see that there are only four other riders in front of you now. You see them break into sunlight as they get into the town square. You see one rider throws, like, colorful confetti in the air as he breaks out of the alley. Another person uh, casts, like, prestidigitation and sends fireworks across the area. So when you break into the sunlight of this town square, what do you do? About to blow their fucking minds. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm going to like kind of like stand a little bit, like off the horse a little bit. Okay. Where my ass is off the saddle. And I'm going to kind of like take off my hat with one arm and like start swinging it around going, yeah. <laughs> And then I'm going to lift up my flintlock. When, when, I, when I feel like I've got everyone's attention, I'm going to go bang. <laughs> All right, what skill are you partnering with this? Gun control. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll go back to dexterity. I feel like of the stuff I've provisioned in, that makes the most sense. 21. 21 is a success. Uh, the crowd 
they go silent after the gunshot because they didn't expect it because most of them probably haven't seen one of these. So they go quiet and then they go. <laughs> <laughs> and so you break across the uh, town square and into a main road. You're catching up to the four that are in the lead. They're kind of grouped towards the front. Uh, so you probably got like maybe like 50 feet between you and them. This is still kind of a sprint. Can you take a skill check here for this sprint on the straightaway? Maybe I'll uh, use my strength again to really just start slapping this horse on the ass to catch up. Okay. 16. We'll say that you've got like 10 feet between you and the group. This is whenever you start to see them slow down, but you're kind of pushing the horse still to catch up as they're slowing down for some sort of turn probably. And you're thinking back and it's the zigzag that happens. Give me a skill check on the zigzag and I will give you three advantage if you can tell me the route. Right, left, right, straight, right, straight, right, up. <laughs> it was close, but it was not correct. Uh, so uh, you will get one roll on this skill check to follow the leader, basically, because you don't remember the Yeah, I'm going to go back to perception for this one to obviously just try and follow. All right. And that is a stellar performance on my part. I think that's 30. <laughs> <laughs> so with that 30, I'll say that you end up getting into third place following this zigzag of right, left, right, straight, right, right, left, straight, up. And as you get to the up, which confused you, uh, you realize that the road splits up and down on a staircase that like is a fork in the road of going up and down as one goes down into like the waterway and then one goes up along the uh, upper level of the waterway. Mm. And as you're going along this water channel, this is what this is the big sprint. I think I said you're in third place. So yeah. uh, give me a um, skill check to try and take the lead here. Okay, maybe I'm gonna use stealth this time to try and kind of like maybe draft someone do a little slingshot action okay and uh, then kind of like sneak by and maybe get myself into second possibly first all right let's get that stealth shot crit mm-hmm. all right yeah you've taken the lead you are 10 feet ahead and you've got a nice lead and because of that nice lead i'm going to give you advantage on this last skill to turn left onto the bridge that you see coming up and uh, this is the hardest skill of all of them. You will need to slow down just enough to turn and keep that speed to cross that finish line. I'm going to use survival for this one because I'm just doing everything I can to just make it and not die and not lose because I'm in the lead and I'm fucking excited. All right, let's do it. Come on, advantage. No! Well, actually, my survival's still pretty good, though, so we'll see. It's a 15. 15. You win. Yes. <laughs> it, is, it was a DC 15. Defender wins. You're the defender. You uh, make your way um, onto the bridge ahead of everybody. You see like the person in second place tries to make the turn trying to catch you, but the horse in him just go into the waterway. Then you just go across the uh, finish line and the crowd fucking roars. Kind of like a, like a, a cyclist that like starts celebrating well before the finish line. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> The four of you see him cross the finish line. We'll say that y'all are on the opposite side of the waterway, a little deep in the crowd, but you see that he wins. I start casting Prestidigitation Fireworks. (laughs) (laughs) And almost immediately after that 
Doroth will say you're in the crowd with the rest of the group, but also uh, Scotty Nels is right next to you. And he says, all right, we got to hurry and get you over to the minis. Uh, it, sh- sure. What Did you say something about disguise? Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you know how to give yourself a disguise? Do, it's I have to disguise myself? I mean, I can give it a shot. <laughs> fine the fine print <laughs> hold on this is the best I got I'll go in my uh, in my backpack and grab the, the pink hat and like a, <laughs> a scarf that just covers my face alright and then just <laughs> I mean I think it's perfect you're, you're the right size <laughs> alright let's get you over there Doroth, you have been led on your mini horse into the starting stalls for this race. Mm-hmm. And they are filled with five other mini horses and children. The children range from ages three to eight years old. Some are excited for this fun race. Some are sitting on their mini horse eating their boogers. <laughs> One just fell off their mini horse and into the dirt of the stall and is now crying. <laughs> the incompetence of these riders. <laughs> the incompetence of these riders is high. This should be a breeze. Except then the announcer yells out to the crowd. All right, everybody. Not only are the kids inexperienced riders, but the mini horses have never raced before either. (laughs) So let's watch the cuteness unfold as these racing duos attempt to figure out what a race even is. (laughs) (laughs) Each of you will roll a D6 and a D4. The D4 will represent the direction your horse moves. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. One is backwards, two is left, three is right, four is forward. The D6 is for the squares of movement you make. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. Wow. All right. All right, let's do it. Initiative. The starting stalls go at the same time, so we'll just all move and roll at the same time. Uh, so, three, two, one. All right. I've got one on my D6 and four on my D4. <laughs> Left and four spaces. You don't move this turn because there's a rider in your way. <laughs> so I got a three for my uh, D4 and a two for my D6. Uh, the two of you collide, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. I move five spaces forward. Nice. Dorothy, you didn't get a good look at this kid, but as he gets a sprint out of the starting stalls, he looks back and he's just like the fucking meanest little kid. He is rubbing it in the face of I everyone. Got two birds in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Can Dorothy do anything? Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'll give you that. I, I would like to uh, do like an andal. And- well, actually, actually, <laughs> is this considered a small beast? <laughs> You know what, for the fun of it, sure, it is. It's a small beast. Dorth is going to tap into his ability to communicate with small beasts and just go, Do you see that? Do you see that? Do you see that horse over there? He's beating your ass. Huh? Look in that direction, over there. Uh Uh-huh. Catch him. Okay. (laughs) You roll yours twice now. Okay. And you take whichever numbers you want. Oh, my God. Because you're using speak with small beast this whole time, I picture. So yes. you're just, like, communicating to this beast to try and control it. Uh, Fitch? Uh, I got two, which is left, and three uh, spaces. 
Uh, you, your horse starts to move uh, out of the starting stalls and then just turns left. And then for me, I move this one left one space. So he's stuck. So let's roll again. Okay. I got a two, B4. Uh, so, so that's, that's a left. Left and three spaces. Uh, my child is moving left one space. Oh my God. Can't move. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm rolling both of them twice and taking the one that I want? Yeah. So that's two and a five and... Because you're an adult in a children's game. <laughs> okay, we're going to go with the two and the five. All right, I got a two for my D4 and a five for my D6. You are stuck behind another horse. <laughs> I move right one. All right, so the kid in the lead, as he, like, turned to give you all the finger, he, like, turns the horse with him. <laughs> I have a right six, so I'm stuck. All right. Right one. Nope. Nope. Can't move. <laughs> Maybe you should have staggered these starting positions. <laughs> the crowd's loving it. The crowd's fucking cheering, and they're going, oh. <laughs> As the kid that's eating his boogers is still eating his boogers just sitting in the stall. We'll say that's cats. <laughs> Let's roll again. I'm forward five. Asher's getting close to the finish line. All right, so my kid, uh, he's out of booger, so he's got to look on the other side of this, the stables. <laughs> so he's going to turn left and move forward, move six bases. Just stuck in the stables. <laughs> I'm going to look down at my horse and be like, you need to get moving. And he's going to move forward five spaces. I'm going to say you need one more square forward to win. So you are right on the finish line. As long as you don't go backwards, Ooh, yep. you should be good because you're like kind of stuck in the barricade, just not over the line. Watch me not get anything above a four. Backwards, <laughs> the, the, six spaces. Yeah. <laughs> and then after doors, well, okay. Okay, so we're going to say ever since my kid turned around and flipped off all of his opponents, he's just lost control of his horse. <laughs> uh, and at this point, it is going to beeline directly into the left wall <laughs> and crash. All right, so yeah, we'll say that this uh, aggressive kid just kind of leads his horse and is trying to control it, but all he's doing is basically saying giddy up, and the horse just rams <laughs> into the fucking siding and falls off into like, we'll say it's mud. It's not like, it's not a clean course. It is just mud. It's soft so they don't hurt themselves. Exactly. Yeah. It's still hilarious. <laughs> uh, mine goes straight for five spaces. Trying to get back in the game. Yeah, he takes a note from the kid that just crashed and goes, giddy up. <laughs> uh, my kid. Six and six. Uh, we'll say in this case, because the horse is what matters, this kid is the one that fell off his horse, and the horse is now sprinting away from him. <laughs> oh, God. So next up, uh, roll again. Can Asher finish it? Mm -hmm. I go backwards six spaces. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, because you're the special character in this situation, Dorth, give me a uh, dexterity save. Can I use a lucky dice for this? Sure. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right, that's going to be a 23. All right, yeah. Uh, so this horse that was in front of you starts sprinting backwards directly at you, and you kind of hold the horse to the side and it's not really cheating but you put your foot down and you hold the horse to the side and the other horse just runs past you oh the dirty tactics okay so my kid has decided that he is done with this race <laughs> he, he's gonna leave the stables three spaces <laughs> all right so yeah the horse he dismounts the horse and just leaves the <laughs> Gets off, sir, playing in the grass. <laughs> it's the kid that's in the outfield with his glove catching uh, butterflies. Yes. 
Sure. Come on, that, that's it, that's it. And he's gonna move forward four spaces. All right, that's our winner. Yes, suck it, you suck it, you suck it. <laughs> Just whip your scarf off. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd roars and doesn't really hear what you're saying under the roar, so you realize that you almost gave it away that you're not a child. Oops. <laughs> My kid starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> So as the celebration comes to an end, Scotty Nels comes up to all of you and says, Oh, thank you so much. Oh, this, this is going to be great. Uh, can you just hold here and I'll go collect my winnings and then I'll split it up with you? I think I'll go with you. Okay. Okay. Uh, so he walks over to some other riders. It's a lot of riders from your event, Finch. Mm-hmm. And some of them look bruised and broken. One of them's like got a sling on his arm from a broken arm, probably from running right into the wall at Death Alley. Ah, Scotty, you beat us again. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> Where's my money? Where's my money, everybody? And uh, you, they see you, Dora, standing next to him and says, you got one, one tough little kid there, huh? It's like, yeah, he's my little one. He pats you on the head. I'll just give a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they all start to reach into their coin purses and uh, start to fill up a sack of his and eventually closes the sack. Says, all right, thank you very much. And they split ways and they, he comes back over to your group with you, Dorth. Says, all right, so I said 20% for you. So that's 200 gold. And he hands you 20 platinum just to make it easy. Thank you. 10% on the 4,000, so 400 gold. All right. We'll say he gives you 20 platinum and then 200 gold. You gave him 10%. I don't know if you meant to do that. Oh. Sorry. 200 gold off of 2,000. My math is off. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, so you, you'll be 400 gold. So that's 800 gold in the party. Good job, guys. Thanks. You're now the, the horseman of, of Somar. Fitch and Doroth, horseman of Somar. Yeah, it's got a ring to let's it. Let's not get too attached to that. I mean, it does have a certain ring to it, I think. I, I did have a lot of fun, too. I, I don't know about you, but, Scotty, does this happen often? Ah, uh, the races happen, like, every three weeks. All right. I might have to come back through sometime. I mean... Hopefully, I'll be racing my horse next time and I ain't got to split my money with you. Ah, yeah. Well, maybe next time I'll be your opponent then. <laughs> is, there, is there like an after party or something? Like, uh, I mean, taverns. All of them. Okay. <laughs> so there's no like award ceremony or anything? Oh, no. That's just, you know, you, you, you won money. Okay. Okay. I'm just, I'm just beaming. I'm glowing. <laughs> your adrenaline is, <laughs> you're drilling so up on this win. <laughs> hey, Dorothy, the hat looks great on you. Thank you. It's really your shade. Yeah, I'm going to take it off, put it back, <laughs> along with the scarf, put it back in my bag. All right, so uh, the five of you with Kurgle are on the way into the mountains. Uh, perhaps we should see about finding some information on this trailing pass, and it's also getting rather late. Yeah, I think even if we found the pass, it probably wouldn't be wise to begin at this hour. I would agree. And if it's... Uh if it's going to be real cold, we should probably get, like, some jackets or something. Oh, yeah. Some snowshoes. Meant to keep an eye out for that at the general store. Pedek. Yeah, we could all been worn, wearing Pedek hoodies or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't want to make that mistake again as far as not having proper equipment. Yeah, because you're barefoot again, right, Kat? Uh I've got some boots, but I am barefoot. I prefer to walk around barefoot. So who needs winter clothes? I'm still wearing, like, my floral shirt and sh- short shorts. But do you have so. any in your backpack from... I don't keep that shit. Okay. So Felomir needs needs some winter clothes. Yeah, Astra also does. I think Dorth has a jacket in his pack, but I don't remember I mean, y'all had some them. going into Mithron for a second time, so if you would have had them in your backpack, then 
you know, yeah. you'd still have them if you kept them. Nah, Keth, uh, Keth probably put most of that in his mansion. Okay. He had his robe, though, and that was, you know, nice and warm, but then he ripped the sleeves off of it. So. All right. So, Felomir and Keth need winter clothes. Um, I never really, like, change, per se, but I also don't carry around extra stuff. I'm usually trying to travel light. Okay. So, so you I, probably need some extra layers. I would probably, yeah, grab, like, an extra pair of, like, socks and, like, some heavy, like, a fur coat or something. Just a little something put on top. You bringing out the Superstar beanie again? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yes. All right. So, Asher, do you think you need any, or you got them? Um, I'll say that I kept one of my, like, big fur coats. Actually, as, like, a... you wouldn't because you lost everything in the shipwreck. Mm. I was trying to remember if things just got ruined because they were wet or actually lost things. You probably wouldn't have had your winter clothes on in the, uh, like, on your body whenever you were, when the ship did wreck. So, okay. they would have been in your backpack. Because, yeah, I made a point to say that these are the things I have on my body. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, then Astra needs to... All right, so four of you need winter clothes. So uh, to a general store? Yeah. All right, so you head to a general store. We won't make this complicated. We'll say it's uh, five gold for some winter clothing. So five gold from each of you. I would like to purchase, if they have them, snowshoes and climbing gear. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we'll say we'll tackle on, well, we'll say it's ten gold for snowshoes and climbing gear. When you say snowshoes, you mean like the like tennis racket style? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, you get you a pair of those. Are you getting it for everybody or just yourself? Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and get it for everyone. Okay. If I don't see it, then picking picking up any, I'll just go ahead and start like grab, grabbing an armful of them. I mean, this is a mountain city, uh, so they are well equipped for going through the snowy mountains. Uh, so they have everything you need, and we'll say you have some. Uh, what is it called? It's pythons. Pythons. A set of pythons and some rope and uh, one of the hammers to kind of get those into the rock. In case you got to scale anything. Yeah, climber's kit. Climber's kit. All comes in one. Oh, so there's a climber's kit. Yes. All right. So, yeah, just uh, whatever the climber's kit costs, which would probably be... I think it's 10 gold each. All right, 10 gold it is. I'll go with it. So what is that in total? Five for the winter clothes, 10 gold for climbing gear, and then we'll say another five for the snowshoes. So 20 gold total for one person. Would the climbing gear have, like, cleat style climbing shoes i believe it comes with pythons and like shoe spikes and rope so it's really just the snowshoes that aren't in it so we'll say uh 20 gold for the six that's a discount bundle (laughs) okay 35 gold total for everything you're trying to get cool and that's including clothes too yes now uh finding trailing pass uh you're in the general store we can try there if you want if you want to talk to somebody there yeah that and i think since it's nighttime we're gonna wait and depart in the morning okay i think that's what we agreed on so do you want to talk to somebody here at the general store or just go straight to a tavern or? I'll, I'll ask as I'm checking out or okay. whatever. I'll, excuse me, sir or madam. Yes. Have you ever heard of something called Traylin Pass? That's in the mountains north of here. Oh, well, there's uh, there's several passes that lead out of the northern side. That's probably one of the ones on the uh, northwestern side of the sound. You'll see several passes, as I was saying. They're cut deep into the mountain, and there's stairs that lead up to them. Uh, they're not good for horses or wagons, so if you've got a horse or a wagon, you'll have to take the outer route to get around. If you're going to take a foot walk, 
and you'll just go up the stairs and uh, go along the outer wall of the northwest side of town. It's probably one of those. Okay. Are, are they labeled at all? Oh, yes. They're very well labeled. There are multiple signs at the, at the bottom of the stairs. Oh, wonderful. And I don't know if you've seen, uh, I guess you're new here, there's multiple signs at the east center section uh, that show where everything is in the city. Oh, yes, I noticed. I'm glad it carries on into the mountains. Well, just to the mountains. Uh, once you get out onto the pass, I haven't been out there since I was a kid, but they might have some nice little stone signs or something, but I don't, I don't remember any from whenever I was out there. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll find it. Hi, right, good luck to you. It's a very dangerous out there. There's uh, quite a few ferocious beasts. Make sure you're you're well protected, and uh, the rocks do fall from landslides. It gets kind of cold, so make sure you got some clothes. Oh, you just bought these clothes, didn't you? That's why you bought the clothes. Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this general store ran by a Muppet. <laughs> I guess so now. <laughs> yeah, the whole time she's talking, <laughs> I am going to be like slowly inching myself away to, to the door. All right. Well, y'all have a go and be safe out there. Yes. Thank you. Uh, we will. Good day. I'll distribute uh, the gear. All right. So everybody has a set of snowshoes. Awesome. Thanks, Kat. Thanks, Kat. Oh, no problem. Let's find a tavern. Celebrate our victories. Yeah, yeah, great job, guys. All right, we won't go through the nuances of another tavern. I feel like we've done that several times on the journey. <laughs> we'll, uh, but what's the name of the tavern? We'll say the name of the tavern is... The Rocky Rusty. Raccoon. The Rocky oh, Raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Rocky Raccoon. Dorth performs, you make seven gold. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> you eat, you're merry. I really celebrate my win hard. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll say that I'm people... I'm still fucking stoked. <laughs> we'll, we'll say that there's a lot of people that recognize you, yeah. um, and they buy you drinks, and yeah. you get pretty fucking hammered. Yeah, I'll, I'll get kind of drunk in winter. I'm like showing off the flintlock. I'm like, yeah, it's a flintlock. It, it shoots these rocks and goes bang. <laughs> like real young Matt, whenever he uh, drank a yeah. lot on his birthday. So, someone will try and say some shit to me. I'm like, you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, we'll pick up next week at the start of the trail. was just going to start off with me and Dorothy and send y'all outside, but it's hot out there, so I'm not going to make them suffer, right? I mean, like, I'll go smoke a cigarette, whatever. I mean, it can be hot for if that's what you want to do. Steve is rolling his eyes. <laughs> I guess. I just want to do whatever you think's best, man. I mean, I think it would be fun for y'all to uh, not yeah, hear this. I like being in the dark. But do you like being in the sun? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hot as fuck in here anyways. I don't know why I'm wearing sweatpants, but look at my new sweatpants, y'all. <laughs> I like how it says the shins ah, cool. on the shin. Fashion. Get it? <laughs> and he'll go sit in the corner. <laughs> now upset for some reason. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you want to do before we bring them back? No, he's just going to wait for them to come downstairs. Mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, I was prepped for you to go off. Oh, for real? <laughs> oh, shit. See, that's the kind of shit I didn't want to happen. Like, I didn't want it to, like, take over the story, but, like, I, I, don't, I feel like my character couldn't ignore that.
Kurgle eventually does stir out of her slumber and uh, starts to get ready as well. Felomir and Keth, you walk out of your room pretty much at the same time, like Finch is walking down the hallway and uh, the three of you meet in the hallway. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Good morning. You said I was there as well? No, not yet. Because you're waiting on Cargill, I guess. Because she's slowly getting out of bed. See how it feels, Deidre? (laughs) (laughs) Damn, the the subtle jab. (laughs) Calling her out on the podcast. (laughs) Not so subtle. Listeners, are you picking up on this? (laughs) Jesus. The eyes are darting. (laughs) (laughs) So as you make your way down the stairs, uh, Astra, you come out of the room with Kurgle and see them kind of like fading down the stairs. You can't really see them anymore. And she says, oh, I guess we better catch up. I'll look at Kurgle. Whenever you're ready. It's okay. (laughs) Take all the time you need, Kurgle. So, Dave, are you like are you like Stanley Kubrick in that like, you know, we work our best if you, like, piss us off just a little bit. <laughs> if we can just t- tap into that real emotion just a little bit. It's raw. <laughs> so Keth walks over to the bar, and there's a bartender there talking to you. He says, oh, hello. Uh, yeah, can I uh, get you some breakfast? Yeah, five of breakfast. All right. Six. Six. <laughs> uh, <laughs> five of breakfast. No, it was breakfasts. <laughs> five of breakfast. Oh, man, you got Radham's good. <laughs> <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so I did find out some instru- <laughs> so I found out so, some person's things this last night. I'm sorry, I had something like fly out of my nose. <laughs> it's too hot. It's too hot. We can't. We can't keep doing this. All right, all right. Take two. Dorothy's is gonna put his loot back in his backpack. And then take his accordion out and just start tuning it. <laughs> Do you tune an accordion? Uh, he's going to fuck around with it. In Ace's world, I guess. But I'm actually curious now. Does it I fall think out you of do. tune? It, it, it has piano parts in it. So I guess you can tune it in that respect. But also it's more of a wind. I want to know the insides thing. of an accordion now. Yeah, I'm It's really, confusing. <laughs> really pissed. I think Lindsay found one at a thrift store once and got it for me and then somebody took it. You still have one, right? It's, yeah, but it's not like a a legit. Yeah, it's yeah. More, uh, we made a bong out of it. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> oh man, I forgot about that. For CBD oil. Yeah, yes, <laughs> a water pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, for the sake of bloopers, does that go in? Uh, yeah, Liagalized. Yeah, we Trinity got, leaf. We got medical now, right? Yeah. Next year, in pill yeah. form. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, I got the accordion and made it into a water pipe next year. <laughs> no, I've still got like that one legit accordion in my attic. I just don't really play it because I can't play it. <laughs> but I have it. It is a beast of an This is a lot of buttons, man. Give it to me so I can annoy the fuck out of Dave. <laughs> I'm just going to get my trumpet fixed. Oh, God. I was going to say, just keep sleeping in. Let's start a ska accordion band. Ska accordion. Ska accordion. 
And then, yeah, you uh, spoke to a man that saved you with the whole food thing, and he gave you uh, some direction. We are uh, going to try and make it to the Trayland Pass, is the uh, way he told us to go, to get to the <clears throat> library on the top of the Somar Mountain. Um, yeah, and then but... he gave us a password, which I phonetically wrote down so that we can hopefully uh, say it back okay. the right way. But, mm-hmm. you know, also thinking about that, like, I wasn't there. <laughs> so, <laughs> even though I have it in our notes, I don't know if we can technically use it. Yeah, I um, I wrote it down to the best of my ability. Yeah, I think uh, mm-hmm. Matt's. I was thinking it the whole time, but I was also like, man, this is a pretty rough challenge. I guess I'll allow it. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm not gonna allow it. Okay. You, you can't. You can't you help with that. So don't read it. Don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's all on Felomir because he decided to talk to the man all by himself. So. Yeah. <laughs> The note that I have that was really confusing me is is we're saying that the library is at the top of the mountain, but one of the things this guy told you was that only Kristoff and Vorin have reached the top, which I find really confusing because there's supposed to be people that work at the library, and this guy supposedly has gone there and been there and yeah. takes people up there. Yeah, he's a recruiter. But no one's reached the top but Vorin and Well, no one's climbed the mountain apart from then successfully, apparently. Yeah, he made it seem like... It. Because we're not it's, getting through this pass. Yeah, like it's dangerous or if you don't know the way, basically. Yeah, it's like climbing Mount Everest or taking the... So they're like the only people who have done it by themselves. They're the only without people... Without a Sherpa. <laughs> they're the only kind people of. that know, <laughs> that actually know the, the path to take. I assume they literally like climbed the mountain, like with like ropes and climbing gear and shit. And then everyone else who's up there has gone through the pass. I mean, I got fly. I don't know what y'all doing. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, they're the only two that have ever done it without any assistance, because otherwise everyone else has had this, like, Sherpa or whatever. And no one is like, who is this Sherpa? Like, who is this other legendary person? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that's what it's like in Nepal, man. There's dudes to be taking people up to the top of Everest, like, all the time. They're like, this is nothing for us. <laughs> yeah, like, what's that dude's name? And no one knows. Look, all I got to do is decipher this password, and then we won't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 